Okay, so Quinn, how is your centrifuge doing? <laughs> um, it's doing good. Uh, again, I have I've had a few uh failures, but I think as I mentioned last time, I'm basically doing almost nothing standard in it. So I'm just sort of like throwing shit in there and seeing what happens. <laughs> Hopefully not literally shit. <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, so I'm guessing the duck just also is not going in there. So. Oh yeah, no, the, the duck, Maybe. the duck is in a landfill somewhere. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, what what kind of stuff have you been putting in there? Uh, I tried to make a cocoa butter infusion. So basically, oh. make a cocoa butter emulsion and then break it, and then put something else into it. Well, no, basically. Try to get cocoa butter flavored water. Oh, that sounds interesting. I would drink that. Yeah, actually, it tasted pretty good. It just, uh, it didn't fully separate. Oh. So, yeah, that's interesting. So maybe, yeah, we can talk about emulsions a little bit, like, if you want to. Yeah, at least as but, but as... I think so, wh- cocoa butter must contain some other non-standard sort of fatty acids because i think some just would not fall out of the emulsion so like in the centrifuge it should be able to break down the like fatty acids into some component where they would be able to bind with the water and you should get like a smooth thing instead of having like chunks well, no, actually, right i wanted chunks again i blended it smooth and then I wanted uh, okay. to break the emulsion and get the fat off. Okay, okay. But again, well, something fat-like stayed in the water. Something fat-flavoring? Yeah. Huh. That's uh. That sounds like I would still drink it. it sounds pretty good. It, yeah, it, it, make... it was good. But again, my goal was to make something carbonated. And it acted a bit weird under carbonation. <laughs> I I have uh, had this experience a few times when I've tried to. So I have one of these. Um, I have one of these uh, uh, soda streams, mm-hmm. and I thought it would be a great idea to just skip the whole like bottling process and priming sugar process of making beer, and just see if I could like directly carbonate you know, flat beer that I had just fermented into, like, actually bottled beer, basically. And, you know, by using the soda stream. Mm-hmm. And I tried this, and it created the nastiest, like, fucking overflow of beer all over my, like, count- kitchen counter. It was absolutely disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> I had to be like, okay, this doesn't work. <laughs> well, actually, no, that's what I, uh, that's how I carbonate my cocktails. But uh, yeah. based on the technique in liquid intelligence by Dave Arnold, and what you gotta do is you have to carbonate exactly 330 milliliters of liquid. Okay, I was using half a liter, yeah. I think, was part of the problem. Yeah. With the, I, I don't know what the pressure overflow is on this, yeah. on the soda stream, but I don't know. So, actually... Let's talk about liquid intelligence for a little bit. So I've I've heard about this book a lot, and I've like I've seen it, and I've definitely know a lot of people mention it, but I've never read it. I don't know what it's about. So oh, it's just it's, it's just 
a cocktail book. Okay. But like, is it like, is it like a more sciencey cocktail? Yeah, book, de definitely. Because like... basically, okay. the first section is classic cocktails, and it's a scientific explanation of classic techniques. And then he goes into more modern techniques. Okay, cool. So then like... there's a whole section on carbonation. Oh, that sounds like a really interesting book. It's a, it's I think a, I have to yeah, no, it's okay. It, uh, I have it on Kindle. It's it's great. <laughs> so like my house is completely like so I. I am going to moving from Germany after I'm done with my PhD here. Oh, yeah. and where, so, where like, are you going? Uh, I don't know yet, actually. So I'm still it's still on the fence between a couple of different places. Um, I have basically some job opportunities in in California, some in in uh, Arizona, some in I don't know in Washington, mm. and I'm kind of just like trying to figure out like you know it's it's still like on the fence right now of like where I'm gonna go. Um, but it will probably be back to the U.S. Right. Um, or possibly Canada. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, but I do know a couple things. So, for example, that my, my visa is up here in, uh, the end of October, which means that, um, I need to move back to, uh, well, at least I need to go back to the U.S. And I'm probably be moving from here. So... I'm hoping to hand my thesis in in the next few weeks, and then basically I'm gonna, like, you know, I'm, I'm getting ready to move back to, you know, to the U.S. And I, I probably won't move to the place that I'm going to be living first. I might go back to my parents first and just spend Christmas with them and Thanksgiving or something right. uh, while I wait to defend my thesis. But in the meantime, I am now in the process of disassembling uh, my house. Right. Um, so, my girlfriend and, so my girlfriend and I are just like, we are literally just disassembling everything and I'm going through everything and just trying to like sell and move and all of this stuff and pack stuff into boxes. And I've already sent all my cookbooks, which has really sucked because I'm like, I really like want to like look at my cookbooks right yeah. now, but I can't because they're gone. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a few physical cookbooks just because I couldn't get them online. And it does suck because certain cookbooks don't translate well into Kindle. I, but, yeah, I, but yeah. I mean, it is convenient. It's true, absolutely. But there's there's definitely something to like, I don't know, just flipping through it and looking at the pictures and well, yeah, for, I don't know for you because I can't fucking do that. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> touche, touche. Um, yeah, it's uh, but I mean, also just I think that like the the form factor of a. It's nice to have a, a small, like, compact... It's nice to have something where you're like, I own this, mm. you know? Like, so I've had this discussion with somebody with, like, DVDs, and I know this guy that, like, he collects DVDs. Mm. And I'm like, dude, we live in, like, 2018. Like, who used DVDs? And he's like, no, I like to own the DVDs because, like, you know, of course I can just use Netflix or whatever, but, like, I like to have the physical form of that thing and, mm. like, and actually have the presence of, of owning this movie. And, uh... Anyways, so okay, I think I got sidetracked. <laughs> but the the thing is that maybe people who are who don't live in, outside of uh, you know who don't live in Germany or maybe Europe uh, don't realize is that the kitchen is also like when you move into an apartment in Germany, there's like the kitchen doesn't exist. You have to put your kitchen in. Right. So like 
there's just a hole in the wall for like your your drainage for your sink and like th that's it and you have to like put the table you have to like cut the the furniture for the sink and you have to do everything yourself and um you know this has the benefit of the fact that you can make the kitchen however you want to right but one of the annoying things is that like for example when you move in you have to spend all this money to buy a kitchen right and now i'm in the situation where i'm moving out and i'm starting to actually disassemble my kitchen oh, and this is can you sell the house furnished um some people so it, it really depends on the person so i of course can if, for example, I found somebody to take the apartment over after I, I'm here, then I can offer to sell them the kitchen and say directly and be like, right. look, like, you can take the apartment from me, it's available here, and I'll sell you the, the refrigerator and the, you know, the countertops and everything for 500 euros, whatever. Yeah. And sometimes people do this. Yeah. Um, it's not uncommon, but I think a lot of people, um, they want their own kitchen and they want it in a certain way. So. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that's kind of why the system exists. And so, for example, they might look at your furniture and be like, oh, that's kind of dirty. I don't want that oven or whatever. And then they just won't buy it. So then you have to just get rid of it. And a lot of people do this in the hopes that you just leave it there anyways and then they don't have to pay the $500. You know, they can just, right. just take it. And so, anyways, um, I'm really trying to, on top of balancing the writing, I'm trying to also like sell a kitchen and like also going through a lot of my stuff and uh, it's really funny how much, like, cool slash junk yes. things I've collected from modern, <laughs> like, modern cuisine stuff over the past, like, five years. Right. And maybe really only over the past two. So, like, has the question, so my question for you is, is there, like, some stuff that you had, like, you were, like, you really wanted to get into and you were, like, I am going to start doing this. And then you bought it, and then, like, it's kind of just sit on the shelf for the past few years. Because I have, like, I made a small list of things that I have on that. <laughs> well, I guess the only thing like that is kind of my conch. The problem with my yeah. conch is it's such a big project that I just can't do it that often. Okay. So I, 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 I mean, it takes a long time, Exactly. Right? Again, it takes a, it's a solid day or two. Of running. Wow. Wow. So I've only used it like three or four times in the last okay. two years. Okay. And I would definitely want to use it more. So again, I still, I, I don't regret buying it. But I think that's definitely the gadget that was quite expensive that I don't use, that I, that I use the least. Is it like uh, I mean, you you still use it though. I mean, like so yeah. it's it's not like this thing is gonna be just sitting there. But I mean, I I totally get this that when you spend money on something like it, it you feel like you need to like get the investment back from it. Mm. But, but uh, honestly, maybe for something everything else, I'm just so crazy. Like again, I have two cir circulators, and I quite often have both of them running. I have a pressure cooker, I have my centrifuge, so, and I, I use all of it, pretty much. I mean, I, I, have you bought something and you were like, you just bought something and you're like, okay, like, I, I, I may or may not use this, and then, you know, you end up using it all of the time. Like, the circulator, like, Wait, I don't know, the, I had this as well. The, the second circulator, people were skeptical about. 
Yeah. Like, especially when you're doing fermentation and stuff in the circulator, yeah. they can basically take a circulator out of commission for a day or two at least. Yeah. I mean, it seems, for, especially for the stuff that you're doing, it's, like, super useful. Mm. But what do you what do you think about this idea that, like, having the tools, like, inspires you to do stuff or, or, or vice versa? Like, do you feel like because, for example, you have two circulators, it's made you think about doing stuff with two circulators that you might not have done beforehand? Well, I, or is I, it just... I, I'm looking at a third, so for, for me, <laughs> I think I'm just crazy. <laughs> I, yeah, I, okay, fair enough. <laughs> it's also possible that you're just crazy. No, I think, I think, for example, um, I think for a lot of people, when they, when they think about getting into cooking and they think about, um, about doing stuff, they think that they need the tools to be able to, to get into them. You know, like they, they think, for example, like maybe I need to get a top of the line, everything. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I need to get a, a whipping siphon and I need to get a circulator and I need to get this and I need to get a whisk and all mm -hmm. this stuff. And you know, of course, like, it's nice to have the basics for cooking, but, like, I think that maybe doing it one at a time is also completely fine. And yeah. I think, for example, mentioning, going back to this, this liquid intelligence, like, you could probably maybe just read some recipes and think, like, maybe I can do this recipe with, with just the whipping siphon and then maybe look into getting the soda stream well, later. No, so, I, I don't actually, know, what for you... me, it was the other way around. Because I had the soda stream already, because I used to drink a lot of, and my whole family drinks a lot of soda water. Yeah. And so and soda streams are, yeah, again, we have them already, and I'm actually, a, a whipping siphon is something that's on my list. I've been talking about getting it for, like, years, but I just, for some reason, never got around to getting it. <laughs> I, you know, as part of my, like, I, I'm getting rid of a lot of stuff here. Uh, maybe I can send you some stuff Ooh. like that. that? Maybe? I, I feel like I can make a nice little gift box for you. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I will. I will help you out with that. I, yeah. I can ship it uh, for shipping or whatever. Well, let's talk about this afterwards. Yeah. This is a, maybe a good idea. We can. That's a great we'll have idea. Like a, yeah. This is your. When when is your birthday? <laughs> it's actually in September. Oh, okay. So there we go. Oh. I can send you. By the time the boxes get there, then they'll pro it'll probably be September. That would be pretty fucking <laughs> cool. Uh, speaking of which, you mentioned Washington. Do you mean Washington State? Uh, uh, actually, yes, I do mean Washington State. I did also apply to Washington D.C., but I, uh, I did not. Well, get I'm just saying, if you're on the West Coast, you better come up and fucking visit me. Yeah, I mean, I think that that is uh, definitely going to happen at some point anyways, because, I mean, I, so I really, really love to travel and I really love to drive around. And uh, if I'm going to be on the West Coast, I will drive and we will do a, we'll do an in-person podcast, which will be pretty Yeah, cool. I want to, want to actually buy equipment. Because, <laughs> yeah, for those who don't know or maybe listening to the podcast, like Quinn and I actually have never met in person. <laughs> yeah, again, you could be a, you or I could be a computer program, and the other person just doesn't know. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. you could be. A, you don't show your face on your videos. So. That's true. It should could just be some like robotic hands mm. that just go in and out, and <laughs> like automatically create content or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, have you seen the YouTube channel? You suck at cooking. I 
Actually, I think a long time... Is this the one with the robot hands? In the, the, in... There's some episodes with robot hands. <laughs> I I remember that one of my friends showed me this, like, I want to say three years ago. And then I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. And then I forgot about he, it. But now I, like, still, I hear about it all the time. Videos, and they're fucking great. How, like, does this guy have, like, a bajillion subscribers uh, he's, now at this point? He's getting there. Okay. But it's very this. good. Again, it's very, it's comedic food tutorials with a lot of sort of editing gags. Okay. Let's see here. 1.2 million subscribers, that's a lot. Yeah. Shit. Damn. We gotta get him in the um, podcast. Yeah. Or, or we can maybe try to reach out for while we're while we're aiming for the stars, we can start uh, maybe trying to reach out to for binging with Babish or uh, yeah. Chef John. <laughs> I, I got a a Reddit message today from another YouTuber who was like, "Hey, you have a channel. Like, uh, I'm a struggling creator. Blah blah blah." And I was like, "Whoa, I'm actually getting messages from other people." But like, as part of it, he was saying that he want he was his channel style he was trying to do was like uh was you suck at cooking and um binging with babish and i like i find that really interesting like i, I was thinking i like i thought about this a lot because like being with babish to me is like relatively new like he's only been around for like two years now maybe yeah but i feel like you know his basic shtick is recreating pop culture things and yeah. again yeah I think there are, I don't know if there's other channels that, like, primarily just do that, but that sort of style has been around for a while, I think. Yeah, I mean, I would say that his, like, his video edits and, like, his voice and everything, like, the, the like the presentation, like, the way that he does the presentation is, is maybe a little, it is, like, kind of, like, I would definitely say it's not, like, 100% original, well, well, but, like, he definitely has... Yeah, he definitely has his own, like, minor style that I would say that, like, you know, it's very slick and cool. Yeah, well, again, because uh, he's, I think he's, he's a filmmaker by trade. Yeah, he's, exactly. He's and, I mean, chef, this, right? Yeah, it really, it really shows from the, from the film side that this guy knows what he's doing. And, um, I, I even showed a, my, my girlfriend one of his videos and she was like, wow, this is, like, really great. And I'm like, yeah, like, thanks, like, I, like, like, I. You know, you don't say that about my videos. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but um, my point is with that, that um, it's funny because, like, you know, like, this guy, this beginning with Babish guy, you know, he, he really came around, like, I would say about two years ago, and he really blew up from Reddit. And, um, you know, it, he had the, like, pop culture thing that kind of was at his back and helped him push forward and become a real big thing. Um, but it's funny because now people like, you know, they want to emulate this guy and they want to like, you know, instead of being like, hey, like, I'm going to try to do my own cooking channel. Like, you see a lot of small YouTubers who are doing this, like, binging with Babish style where they're like, hey, guys, today we're going to make lemon chicken and here's the da 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 da. And like, it's, it's kind of like, guys, <laughs> do do your own thing. You know, you have the, you have the creativity. Yeah. <laughs> you have the ability to do your own thing. I mean, I think again, just... It's it's hard not to try and do something that works, right? Oh, for sure. And I mean, of course, like, I mean, I think that's one of the be the beauties of YouTube is that <clears throat> I think uh, 
the the way you get success is if you do something like this. Where yeah, you, uh, maybe almost, uh, maybe uh, you for you're, you're interesting. Actually, I just had a thought. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. The no, you suck at cooking guy is kind of almost a hybrid of how to basic and my drunk kitchen, except in the end he does usually make the dish. Okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, a, like yeah, okay. there's lots of editing gags, there's lots of, like, goofy stuff going on. But, like, in the end, he actually does actually yes. correct things, so you know how it... Okay. I mean, honestly, um, like, I vaguely remember this video, yeah, and I remember him doing a lot of gags, and I remember, yeah, I, I, like, I, I've, I'm really going off memory here, but it really did remind me of uh, How To Basic. It was like a slightly more serious How To Basic. Yeah. Yeah, it's obviously not even intended to be a guide, it's intended to just be entertaining, but, like, he, he obviously does know how to cook. Yeah. So. And that's... That's good. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I guess we could also always go back down this rabbit hole of talking about YouTubers and other food YouTubers, but, um, I mean, I, I do think it's interesting, though, that, like, like, how, how people decide to do stuff. Now, of course, like, you, this is another thing I just was talking about with somebody recently about how, like, sometimes you don't even know when you're inspired by somebody else. Mm -hmm. Like, you may see a video or something and then think like, oh yeah, that's cool, but you don't like attribute it to that. And you may think like, oh, like, and I think this goes for everything. It's not just YouTube stuff. Like you may think like, oh, I have this really great idea. Like it's, it's completely percent, 100% mine. But like in reality, it's, you've just stolen it from somebody else, but you just don't remember, mm. you know? Like, <laughs> And uh, anyways, I think that like this happens with, uh, with, of course, myself, when I'm, I catch myself doing this sometimes um, with YouTube and even just in regular, whatever, anything else that I do. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it, it, it's really interesting, though. I mean, what I, what I wanted to bring up with the whole uh, being with Babish thing was just about how, like, this guy is, um, like, it, he's already become, like, an established, kind of an establishment of YouTube. And, and I think that really he hasn't been around that long. And he's had a lot of success and, you know, like... I mean, he's in the popular cultural lexicon, I feel like, yeah. of, you know, of YouTubers. And uh, I think that, like, it's, it's pretty uncommon, I think, for cooking channels to be that way. Oh, uh, I don't you know? necessarily agree. Because, again, another yeah. sort of YouTube darling was My Drunk Kitchen. Yeah. I mean... Again, it just doesn't matter what the genre is. Like, that's the point. If, if okay, it's, yeah. If it's entertaining, and people like it, it blows up. But, I don't, I don't know about this. Do you think that, for example, like, do you think that, like, Let's Play videos, or, or vlogs, or, or uh, channels in other regimes, like, do they have, like, you think maybe a leg up because people are going after... Like, I, I kind of always feel like cooking videos are kind of stunted. Because, like, usually when people want to go... Uh, you know, it's like, an, it's like a how-to video. Like, when somebody wants to know how to make, like, lemon chicken. 
they just type in lemon chicken into YouTube. They don't care if it's from like, you know, one YouTuber from another. They watch the video, they gain the information, and then they leave. I mean, again, that's and... why. That's what makes my drink kitchen or um, binging with Babish different. Is that, again, binging with Babish is legitimately instructional, but at the same time, it has the entertainment angle. Yeah. I, I I agree with this. I also think that maybe he's not really... So maybe with the exception of his newer videos where he's actually doing this, like, basics, mm. but um, this... Uh, it's not really about, like, making breadsticks, per se. It's about, like, you know, breaking bad style, whatever. Mm. And so, like... And I think that's also interesting. Like, you can't really watch a, a binging, about, binging with Babish... Binging with Babish video without being, like... You know, like, oh, I just want to know how to make pumpkin pie. You have to watch the whole, like, Harry Potter video. And, like, it's not really about how to make pumpkin pie. It's about, like, you know, like, let's make stuff from Harry Potter. Yeah, and again, again, I think... Because there's lots of... Cooking YouTube channels that are pretty big. But, again, basically, they're big within our community. You know what I mean? Yeah. Again, it's never going to hit mainstream unless there is also that angle. Of the entertainment factor. Yeah, okay, in the early days, that was in real time. Yeah, honestly, exactly. This is, I think this is what I'm trying to, I'm trying to say. Like, I think that those channels that are really, like, they're really big, they have, like, it's, it's not just a cooking, like, you couldn't just have a recipe channel do really well. I mean, you can, and there are there are YouTubers that are like again, they're, really they're big. not mainstream. Is is the point? Exactly. Again, they're, they they are like... big, and they're like top of the class within the cooking genre. But again, yes. I think binging with Babish is the most recipe focused channel that has gone mainstream. I I I 100% agree with this. Because, yeah, exactly, like, Epic Mealtime, like, yeah, they did cook, it does have to do with food, but it's, like, that's not really the focus of the videos, or, I guess from also what it sounds like, I don't really know, the Yusuke like Cooking also sounds kind of similar. Yeah, the Yusuke like Cooking um, is, again, very much entertainment-based, right? Okay. Yeah, okay. So, then also, I mean, these, um, a lot of these really successful videos from Bon Appetit are also kind of, like, I don't know. This, this, uh, where they recreate the, like, uh, junk mm-hmm. food. Like, I mean, the point is not to teach you how to cook junk food. It's to, well, I mean, they do, so they do, them, like... they do food recipes. That's true, at the end. But it's like, I mean, I, I would never, like, I find those videos just, like, fucking entertaining. Yeah. I watch those, like, oh, all yeah. day long. I mean, again, and... it's live with Brad. I mean, it's all about yeah. Brad. Yeah, it, it's, I mean, that's, or also, look, God, whatever happened to Chef Steps? <laughs> Chef uh, steps like, as well. Yeah, they're, like, they're still they're still doing stuff, but they, they haven't made videos in a while. I wonder if they're going bankrupt. No, again, they sell they sell the jewel. They're they're an equipment company, man. Is it still selling? Them? Yeah, of it's... course. I go on the website once a week. Uh, I like I really missed the the old days of Chef Steps. Yeah, I'm sorry. Some, let's... some of their early videos are pretty great. Do you, do you, okay, their last. Do you remember the video where they just put a bunch of shit in a waffle layer? Yeah, that's pretty great. I I I also really like the old old videos, like the the ones where there was no talking and like, you know, it was just them like 
with the really nice. Well, yeah, basically music, those, was, those are just all embedded in, in their website. Oh man, you know, I think that was one of the things that, like, those videos specifically are what inspired me to actually get started on YouTube. It's like those kind of like just silent, just the food. They have amazing shots. Okay, I feel like we've talked about this a million times, so maybe we don't need to talk about this again. But uh, yeah, it's been eight months since they've uploaded a video. Yeah. I think they've just been getting so much shit for pushing, uh, for constantly pushing Jewel. I don't think they're getting shit. I think they're just busy. I think they're just literally no. working on. Oh, maybe. I mean, I I don't know what they're up to now, but I definitely know that anytime I go to the comment section, every single time people are like. Why are you making jewel advertisements? Oh my god, like why don't you make old videos like you used to? And it's like, okay, they're they're trying to make money here. Like, like they, but like they are they are an equipment company essentially. Yeah. I mean, I did think it was getting a little ridiculous for a while that like every single video had jewel in it and like they had kind of moved away from like cool modern cuisine to like how do you make shish kebabs? And you're like, okay. So uh, but, you know, it's, it's whatever, and, you know, things change, and, you know, channels change, and they kind of move on. Yeah, again, I, I do miss, yeah, I do miss their videos. The old ones? Uh, even the new ones, I like them. I guess maybe when I do some of the guest chef videos. Yeah. It's, it's crazy, like, I feel like this happens a lot with, like, YouTubers, like, they, 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 they start making stuff. They're undiscovered, they get discovered, and then they have, like, a run where they're, like, really, you know, doing well, and, like, everybody's, like, oh, yeah, this is the best, and then they just, like, start to get behind, and the next thing you know, they just stop uploading, actually, and then you just... Did, sorry, uh, I, I just figured out another food channel that fits within our, our, our thesis. Yeah? It's First We Feast. Yeah, I had thought that, too. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. are... Because, again, most of their videos are about, like, restaurants and food in New York and stuff, but they didn't yeah. blow up until Hot Ones. Yeah, that's true. Or, I mean, even to come to think about it as well, some of these, uh, but now BuzzFeed definitely has a Ugh, huge thing. even talk about thing. BuzzFeed. Yeah, I know, but with the tasty or whatever. But they have their, their videos where they talk about, like, the $1 pizza versus the $300 yeah. pizza where it's, like, made of gold, like, those videos are also super huge. Yeah. Now, like, think, you know, think, think what you want about them, but we do have to admit that those videos are, like, fucking huge. They're popular. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, question that's, that's completely unrelated. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed more recently that your YouTube feed is completely filled with content that has, like, over 100,000 views? Um, no, but I, again, I use the actual subscription feed. Okay. Uh, uh, so, uh, like, you don't go to the uh, main uh, page, yeah. typically? I never go to YouTube homepage. Okay. Then how do you find, like, new content? Um, I have a lot of subscriptions, so... I okay. I rarely need to find new content, but I I okay. usually, you know, through like collaborations and stuff. Do you like do you search for stuff? Like for example, you're like I'm curious about the Spanish American War, and then you just type this in, and then you find some channel and it's like good, and then you just hit subscribe, and then this just adds to your 
Like again, sometimes we're feeling specific. Again, normally okay. I'm 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 pretty chalk a block with what I currently have. Okay. Alright, fair enough. But I'm weird then that's and I wish fucking people would actually use the just subscription feed. Because like literally all people complaining about like things not ending up in people's like feeds. Like literally that would be solved if more people just used the subscription feed. Yeah, I typically look a little bit on the main page because sometimes there's something where I'm like, yeah, I want to watch that. And then, because, you know, sometimes you don't know. And then it might be, usually it's something that I, I wouldn't, I'm not subscribed to or like, you know, maybe it's not something I would think about, like something related to what I've been watching, but not like, you know, a specific video. Uh, from somebody I'm subscribed to. So that's how usually I find new people. But then, yeah, I agree, though. Like, the subscription feed is kind of like... I'm going to go to mine right now. <laughs> I, I, like, I think... Very, like, yeah, all people are complaining that, oh, either, either people who watch complain they don't see things, or people who make content saying they're not getting enough views. With very few exceptions, everything I'm, I'm subscribed to ends up in my subscription feed. And it's all right there, but no one uses it for some reason. Yeah, it's true. I don't know why. I mean, to be honest, actually, I just realized I'm not using it as much as I used to. I was just about to complain about how the main page is, like, only super huge content creators and blah blah blah, but then I'm like, okay, well, why don't I just go to my, uh, to my subscription feed and look at, you know, people that I, I, I really appreciate. Yeah, I don't know. It's again, weird. Again, so, again, I've I've been in this game for a long time, and again, I probably have more free time than a lot of people. But I'm like, I don't know. That's just what I did. Why would I go to the YouTube homepage full of random bullshit when I literally have a tab with all of my subscriptions all in a row? Yeah, I think so. For me, the appeal is like novelty like there's there's maybe stuff there's maybe small channels that i i would find or small oh, videos yeah, that like you don't find small videos on the home page no what what i find are like videos that may maybe from some person that's only ever made like one good video or something or like uploaded one video and so um there's that and i think also like i don't know why i don't I have so I have two YouTube channels and I always forget to log into the one that I want to watch content on and I think that's the only way if I don't if I log into my subscription for my Flavor Lab channel it's pretty bad. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, okay. So then let's uh yeah, we don't need to talk about that anymore then. <laughs> well, yeah, I just that's my rant cuz I just feel like I don't know. Yeah, I think you're totally right. I think that people should use the subscription feed more often. It's just kind of also showing like like, not loyalty, but, like, it helps the people that you choose to subscribe and support. And I, I would say, I know a lot of people don't like the bell system, but to, yeah, me, I think it's, yeah. to me, I that makes sense to me. To see, like, if there's some creator that you really want to support? So again, because, again, you don't want notifications for everything you're subscribed to. Yeah, that's true. And I think people would complain if it was just random, you know, like if you didn't have a way to tell your 
I don't know, to make it not random. Yeah. So. Anyways. Yeah, it's weird. Know. It's weird. So I'm still, I have not uploaded a video for myself in, uh, like, for my actual channel in, like, uh, the past few weeks. Yeah. And surprisingly, my channel has not died. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I'm uploading two a week and my channel just utter horseshit. That's gotta be said. I don't, I don't get, I, who, who understands this kind of stuff? No, I definitely I, don't. I haven't broken 300 views in like a month. Really? Yeah. I mean, and so I guess you're still trying to like, I mean, you're putting yourself out there on like Reddit. Yeah. Right? I don't know. It's, it's so weird. I just don't understand. I, I don't get this stuff anymore. I've never tried to under, I'm like. I don't think I'm ever gonna understand how you're supposed to get yourself out there. I'm you but, gotta yeah. get lucky, and then you just need you need critical mass. Yeah. You need you need the the popular uh, the populace behind you, and maybe some good luck. <laughs> Again, once you get lucky, you once you reach a critical mass, it's so much easier to continue growing. Yeah, but once you're of course. when you're below that threshold, it's just like. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't think. I think it definitely takes time, and I think like also, recently it seemed like a lot of. Uh, I mean, so let's let's go let's go back to this what we were talking about earlier with these channels. Uh, if we look at a lot of these uh, these channels, especially the food channels and stuff that are doing well, you know, they're from established brands. Like they're mm -hmm. from established uh, they're from established organizations that. This is their job. Yeah. So, for example, like, I mean, looking at Tasty, for example, or looking at these BuzzFeed videos that are doing pretty good. Like, you know, BuzzFeed already has, like, a huge uh, base of support to to draw from mm. um, that allows them to be able to do this. the same thing with uh, with these Bon Appetit videos. Now, I, like I said, I, I love them, but still, like, you know, Bon Appetit has a huge, you know, pool of resources to, to you know, to back themselves under. And, and uh, you know what? If you want to give us some of those resources, you should go to patreon.com slash brainstormkitchen and support us with a monthly pledge, and that way we can actually afford some equipment. Yeah, we can afford the, uh, you know, the brainalyzer that uh, BuzzFeed uses to get their subscribers. And, you know, so... and then you are among the ranks of four. Yeah, exactly. You can be the next Avenger if you want yeah. to. <laughs> like, what if Thor is just like listening? And he's like, "Fuck these guys! Like, why did I? I'm pulling my pledge." I, just, I, like, should, I should double check Patreon right now and make sure to make, make sure, sure he, he hasn't he hasn't pulled because we just like talked a bunch of like you know stuff about him last time. We were like we thanked him too many times. Mm. So yes, please. Uh, Patreon is a real big help for both of us. Of course we. We really gotta start doing this in like the middle of the podcast, not toward the ends. Yeah, I mean, that's the same thing. I think with subscribe, asking people to subscribe, you have to ask them like at some point in the middle. You can't ask them at the beginning because they're like, "Why would I? I don't know what this video is going to be about." You can't do it at the end because people have already clicked away. So you have to do it somewhere like strategically. Okay. We still have our one. <laughs> we still have our one patron. We're good. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! <laughs> That's <laughs> pretty nice. 
Oh man. <laughs> how many how many circulators would it take for you to make like a hot tub for a person? Probably not. Five? Probably not, man. Oh, I mean, how big of a hot tub are we talking? Like, like, let's say a bathtub that had like, you know, that was heated to some decent temperature. Like, but again, some... a jewel can heat up like a cooler to above like a comfortable human temperature. So okay. it might be able to. Like, one or two or three of them might be able to heat up a bathtub to just, you know, a comfortable water temperature. So, what I want to know is, like, you know, why, why haven't they been marketing this? <laughs> they, could, they could say that this is the next thing, like, okay, you can use it to make food, or you can buy three of them, and then you'll never have a cold bath ever again. I mean... <laughs> could, you know... It could work. Could be the next... I think I'm gonna contact uh, Chef Taps and well, no, you should, we can you change. You should just make your own bathtub emergency circulator. <laughs> you know, I feel like that could be like an as seen on TV thing. Oh, like, for sure. Are you tired of cold baths? Now with this emergency circulator, which makes your bath warm, stay warm. <laughs> yeah, that's some Jesus. It's... Although I feel, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say it could work. I feel like, though, that there's a lot of uh, legal safety issues is probably the main reason. So, if there's a short in your jewel and it, you know, accidentally electrifies your, your chicken or whatever, that's, like, not a big deal. But, like, you know, if you have three uh, well, jewels I, in your bathtub... I, think, I, think, I, don't think, I don't think it would electrify the chicken. Oh, uh, I mean, so you had, like, so but if there was, like, a short within, like, let's say something broke down, and then, like, you had basically an open wire with 120 volts, like, across it. Mm. Like, if you had that in the chicken, like, you know, and, and you stuck your hand in the water or whatever, you'd just get, like, a little shock. You'd be like, oh, crap. But, like, if you were sitting in a bathtub and, like, Yeah, I, I, you I know. guess ba bath <laughs> bathtubs and electronics are generally not advised <laughs> Maybe not, Maybe not the good, but... But I feel like, yeah, maybe it's it depends. It depends if you can make enough money before you get sued, and then you you know you put all your money in the Cayman Islands or whatever, and then you just uh, or in Switzerland, Switzerland, and then you just you know you just go bankrupt. Yeah. All right, unethical uh, life pro tips. Yeah, I think I think we should end it there. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good idea. I think we've been talking okay. out of our ass long enough. Yeah. So this is, I think, two guys talking part yeah. two. Uh, uh, <laughs> just two, two dudes talking. Two dudes complaining. Yeah, that's that's great. So All right, so that yeah, concludes in the actual episode fifteen. Yes, and not like we said last week, which was actually episode fourteen. Oh man. Well, <laughs> thank you for watching or listening, and be sure to leave a rating or a comment on all of the various podcast platforms it really helps us a lot and uh thank you and also if you want to join thor and be the thor and be the next uh avenger definitely consider joining us on patreon and and giving a pledge there it really helps us all right i'm gonna send it okay, there bye